Broadcasting live to the world now. It's Sheila Zelensky. Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, end-time watchwoman, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this Friday, October 23rd, 2015 edition I broadcast Monday to Friday, that's weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and on Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern on Worldwide Christian Radio and WINB. And there is a call-in number if you go to my website, weekendvigilante.com, and click on the Radio Show Archives tab. The call-in number for that show is there as well. And if you have not signed up for my YouTube channel, do so by going to the top right You'll see on the pink bar, all my social media tabs are there, Facebook, Twitter, do add me. And also, if you have not signed up for my free e-newsletter, do so as I send one out once a month. You all know my next guest. She is one of my favorite women, and it is always such a blessing to have her on the program to teach on these powerful topics. It's such a pleasure to have her back on the show to talk about an issue that I think affects everyone and it is my pleasure to welcome her back to the program, Ms. Carla Butad. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You know, the pleasure is all mine, Sheila. I love coming on with you. Oh, thank you, Carla. Well, today we are getting into what I really believe, Carla, is one of the most important topics because this affects, I believe, every single person. And the shocking thing is the topic we're going to be discussing today is called soul ties, yet this is a very little known subject. It's very, very infrequently talked about. And I really believe is the root of 99.9% of people's problems. And it's soul ties. I really believe that almost all things that afflict people right from problems to infirmities, you name it, are as a result of soul ties. Would you agree with that, Carla? I do. Absolutely. The people have no idea how far-reaching this is. There is a scripture in Proverbs that talks about, do not associate with an angry man, lest you become like him. Now, that's a real picture of soul ties, isn't it? It really is. You know, there's another scripture that I love, too, that says, be not deceived. Bad morals corrupt good morals. Same principle. The word knit the uh, illustration that comes to my mind is between Jonathan and David. You know, after David slew the giant, Jonathan loved him. King Saul wanted to bring him home, well, did take him home with him. And it says that Jonathan and David's souls were knit together. Look at that word knit. It means to tie. It means to confine, compact. It's mentioned in love and in league. It means to join together, knit together, and be stronger. My grandmother used to knit, and you could take that thread 
the yarn and pull it apart, but when it was knit together, oh my goodness, you couldn't tear a knitted garment for anything. All these unholy alliances, these perverse relationships. I think, Carla, if we could see in the spiritual realm, we would see like a string to every single person. I, I really believe that if we could see soul ties, it's kind of like we're knit together with other people. We could almost see a string on every single person. I mean, you get their demons, you get their familiar spirits, you get their mental disorders. I mean, this is very serious, isn't it? It is. I describe it for people who've never heard the term. It's like a man standing in a boat with a fishing pole and the fish are in the lake and they're swimming freely wherever they want to go. But when he throws that hook out there, and it, of course, has a lure, and the fish takes the hook, now the fish does not have total control over itself anymore because he's tied to the fisherman through the wire. And a soul tie is very much that way. When you soul tie yourself to somebody, and the strongest bonding of a soul tie is a sexual relationship. And people go in and out and in and out of all of these sexual relationships, and they don't even realize that they are forever tied to that person. Let's say it's a one-night stand. When they have sex with that person, in Corinthians it says that you make yourself one with that person. Then when that person departs, they take a piece of your soul with them, which is part of your mind, too. And that's another reason we have so much mental confusion in the world today because people's souls are scattered all over the place. Well, and let's not forget, demons work hard in their destructive activities, and they use any means to prevent knowledgeable believers from using their highly effective weapons against the kingdom of darkness through this type of oppression. And yet, I guess the really staggering part to me, Carla, is this is not being talked about in the church. But I remember one time I heard this story, and I'm not sure whoever said this, but there was an army nurse, and she would tag dead people. Like she, you know, she worked in some morgue or something, and she would put these tags on the toes mm -hmm. of dead people. Well, we're not supposed to touch the dead. We are kings and priests, but we are not supposed to touch the dead. And there's a lot of things that we can pick up soul ties from. But anyway, she had serious foot problems. And she went to doctor after doctor. And when that was broken, when that soul tie was broken with those dead bodies, she never had a foot problem again. She could barely walk on her right. foot. And she has been tagging these dead bodies. Also back issues. I really believe a lot of physical infirmities are from soul ties. Absolutely. It is. I've heard that same testimony about the toe. Another one I heard was this young girl had an ankle problem. There was no medical reason that the ankle was hurting. And so the questions begin to be asked about different relationships. Well, come to find out that the teenage girl, when she was a teenager, she had a horse that was lame in the left foot. And that was the ankle that was giving her problems. And she so loved that horse. It was dead now. But when they broke the, when the soul ties were broken between the girl and the horse, her ankle healed. It's just amazing as to how real this stuff is. So, you know, if I come across somebody who has a disease, let's say breast cancer, the first thing I ask them is, you know, does it run in your family? Did you have a close friend or relative that had this? 
or have you judged somebody that has had this because that becomes an evil soul tie and then that person that you're soul tied to, the soul tie becomes a bridge for that person's problems or illnesses or anything to come across that bridge and come into your life. Well, I think about First Samuel eighteen one. you know, David and Jonathan's souls were knit together. If you think about that, I, I did a study on that word, and it really means to tie physically, to gird, confine, mm-hmm. compact, conspire, join, knit together, if you look in the strong concordance. So soul ties can be between a father and a son, a mother, a daughter. I think one of the biggest things, of course, is sexual relationships. Right. Absolutely. It is. That is the strongest tie because you become one with that person. And then, you know, when you depart, part of them stays in you and a part of you goes with them. I'll give you an example. Um, I was at a conference and this lady came up for prayer. As she approached me, I heard this woman is insane. So I began to ask her, You know, she said she had a lot of confusion. She can't make decisions. Her life is just a scrambled mess. Then come to find out her mother was the high priestess of a satanic church. Wow. And every man, when she was young, every man that came through there, she was given over for sexual relationships with these men. And so I asked her if she could remember, like, you know, she said, oh, there were hundreds. I said, okay, well. Try to think of like 10, 10 men that you remember specifically because of the the pain that they caused or the cruelty. So we began to break soul ties with these men, and it had such an effect on her life that I actually sat at the same table with her at the end of the conference. I didn't even recognize her. Wow. And here's the other thing about soul ties. When you have a soul tie with somebody, of course, while we're talking about this, the familiar spirits of that person can attach themselves to you. And then you don't only have your own soul ties, but the familiar spirits of the other person. So I'm always careful whenever I cast a spirit out of somebody, I also give leave to every familiar spirit of that person that attached themselves to that person. This is very biblical. So if people are wondering, there is scripture after scripture there's a soul tie, like I said, with David and Jonathan. There was a soul tie, the son of Benjamin. If you read in Genesis 4.30, it talks about Jacob, the soul is bound up with the son Benjamin. You can look up that word soul there. And this is in the lexicon and in the Strong's as well. So I want to just say that when we're talking about this, this word cleave, this is a soul tie. So that is knit together to cleave. So soul ties, as Carla said, it can be formed by fornication and immorality. And if you look in um, Genesis 34, 2 and 3, Solomon had similar problems in 1 Kings eleven two, and so did Dinah. So, I mean, all through the scripture, we can see this. So this is starting to be a real theme. Now, soul ties to the world are forbidden as they turn us back to old things and will hinder deliverance. I have a lot of people that say, well, I got deliverance and then either A, nothing happened, B, I just, everything got worse. Mm -hmm. And that I really believe unless the soul ties are broken off of somebody. And you know, what's interesting is I had a lady that had a hairdresser. 
she said, you know, ever since I started going to this hairdresser, I just don't get this. I've had nothing but problems. Well, mm-hmm. what is a hairdresser doing all day? They're laying hands on you. Now, people might think, oh, come on, Sheila, that's ridiculous. But I truly believe there's a scripture that says, do not lay hands on a person suddenly. It's like, you know, when the little kids go around and they rub their feet into the carpet and they touch another kid and give them a shock. Yeah. I think in the spirit, it's the same principle. Mm-hmm. I agree. Back to David and Jonathan for a minute. After it says that their souls were knit together, David took off his garment and Jonathan made an exchange of David's garments, his sword, his bow, his belt. All of these things were symbolic of saying, whatever is mine is yours. I'm going to share in your battles. I'm going to share in your family problems. I'm going to share in your warfare. So it really is a serious connection between two people. Let me read this. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and defiled her, and his soul clave unto Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel. And again, Solomon had a similar problem there in 1 Kings 11 too. So these things are very serious because you take on even personality traits. There's actually studies now. There's a Harvard study that says that when you take on somebody else's DNA, it's really interesting. They say that that can actually affect people. I know people that when they get a blood transfusion, this is interesting. As soon as they get a blood transfusion, it's like their whole personality changes. So there's something to our God-given bodily fluids, aren't there? Absolutely. You know, people who get organ transplants, I remember hearing a story about this big, burly sportsman, and after he had a transplant, he had a strong desire to crochet because his organ had come from an older lady. And I've heard of people that have gotten organs that never smoked. A woman got the heart or something uh, of another person And they loved smoking cigars. And after she got this organ, she started craving cigars. Now, that's because of the soul tie that is with that person. In fact, I have a cousin that had a kidney pancreas transplant. Her organ came from a man. She didn't want to know about the person personally, but she did know that her organs came from a man who was between the ages of 45 and 50. Well, she told me in conversation, in her, uh, she had her transplant like 10 years ago, but her organs were beginning to die. Well, after a while, it occurred to me that perhaps your organs are dying because the person that those organs belong to is actually in a grave dead. And there's a soul tie of death with those organs. And so I brought her through the prayers of breaking the soul ties with that man and soul ties from she had been married before we broke the soul ties with her first husband. And she went to the hospital on that following Tuesday. They were supposed to start dialysis and they sent her home. She didn't have to start the dialysis. So it really has effects on your life that you may not even realize. Well, let's talk about 1 Samuel 18, 1, 4, that says, Now it came about when he had finished speaking to Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as himself. 
Hebrew for knit is kashar, which means to bind together, league together. So the soul of Jonathan was bound together with the soul of David. Now, because of this knitting, he made a covenant with David. So that covenant is the important word here. In Hebrew, it means alliance pledge. And the deeper meaning really is an overall connectedness. Now, God created a covenant with man, but a human makes daily covenants with others and don't even know it. And when we sign our name, we make a covenant. It's a legal transaction. There are other references to soul ties. People can look up Judges 2011, 1 Chronicles 12, 17, Psalm 119.63, Genesis 34.3, Numbers 25.3, Hosea 4.17, Genesis 2.24. And again, men have this too, even men that say, brothers in arms, men and men have really strong soul ties as well because of that brotherhood, don't they? Absolutely. This is really, this really shows up in fraternities, the military, police force, firemen, doctors, lawyers, lodges, government officers, anything that you have to take an oath, you become soul tied. Well, and demons can be imparted by the laying on of hands. Of course, demons can be cast out that way. But when you're loosing and binding spirits, I mean, people have to remember that demons can be imparted by the laying on of hands. So you got to be careful who prays for you. I mean, we're not supposed to live in fear or apprehension. It's not that the person is going to be perfect. But when we have somebody pray for us, we would want to make sure that at least they're yielding to God. Because I remember one time this woman prayed for me and I just, she just came up to me and laid hands suddenly on me. And I didn't even give her permission. to. I didn't ask her to pray for me. She didn't get permission. And there was something that just wasn't right about her. And I had this strong check in my spirit that there was something not right. And I needed to break that soul tie. So I mean, we're in an all out war here. We got to remember that Satan, you know, he's always ready to attack us when we're careless. So I think we just can't underestimate the cunning power of the enemy. Can we, Carla? No. And especially, I was talking about this one time about how I would cover myself. Like, I'm, I'm very particular who handles my body. When I first started going to get pedicures, you know, I don't know those women. So I would cover myself with the blood of Jesus before I would go in there so that, you know, if there was anything going on, because they're speaking in another language, I don't know what they're saying while they're handling me, you know, if they're putting curses on me or whatever. But I I don't live in fear. So uh, at the end of the day, in my prayers before I go to sleep, especially if I've been out and a lot of people have handled me or whatever, or like go into a place where a lot of people are hugging you all the time and you don't know them very well, I always, before I go to sleep, I break evil soul ties. Lord, anybody that has touched me in an evil manner, I break the soul ties with them right now in the name of Jesus, and I ask you to cleanse me with your blood. It's just like taking a, a physical bath. You know, we have to clean ourselves from, if we're working in the garden, we get dirt on us, and we have to take a shower to clean that off. It's the same way with our bodies, because we are spiritual beings. Well, I really believe that with soul ties, we get a part of that person. It's almost like you get a little tiny snippet of that person. We knit ourselves into that person. We cleave to that person and we can pick up a lot of their character traits. This is really interesting too. I had a friend of mine that she had slept in a hotel 
And she said after she slept in that hotel, it just, she said, you know, I woke up and she said the bed was comfortable and there was no problem. But she said she started getting really perverted thoughts. She started smoking. I mean, here's the thing, Carla, there's a lot of hotels I mean, think about what goes on in hotel rooms. Think about what goes on. I mean, there's porn. There's people that are having illicit relations. I mean, good Lord. So it's not really a wonder if you slept in that bed in that room and you didn't cover yourself. I think everybody should. When they go in a hotel, this is what I do. I anoint the room. I pray over it. I anoint everything. And I break any soul tie off that room. I really do. And people might think that's a little strange, but I'll tell you what, you can pick up soul ties, I believe, from environments. You can. And here's the, uh, I believe that soul ties and familiar spirits. Now, the people that are like having the illicit relationship are forming a soul tie right there on that bed. But it's almost like uh, I use this illustration. It's like a dog with fleas. The dog is not still there, but the fleas that jumped off the dog are still there. Mm, that's so good. It's kind of like familiar spirits. And I'll tell you, and, and that is very true. And I do that too. And this is what I think is so good for people. You know, you, even if you don't believe that this is true, next time you go to a hotel, you just go in there and command every spirit, not of the Holy Spirit, to get out of that room. That's the way I do it. I just open the door and say, every spirit, not of the Holy Spirit, I command you to get out of this room now. And I sanctify this room while I'm in it, you know. And it's true. I'll tell you one that that I found just shocking. I have a prayer group, and one of the women, quite a few years ago, one of the women that came, her husband had a... uh, a pornography addiction, but he was past that. But because he had the porn addiction, and when they would have relations, married, which were okay, but those spirits that came into him when he was involved in porn, the perversion and other things, were transferred into her. And that's why the sexual relationship is the strongest way to form a soul tie. Okay, but here... I was at the prayer meeting. I was at the time reading a book called The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. The book was a very good mystery, but she was bisexual, but it didn't let you know that until you're like two-thirds the way through the first book. So I was very careful when she would get with another girl. I would just, you know, turn the pages and, you know, try to find it where she they were done with that because I didn't want those images in my head. But what I did not know was that the book had familiar spirits on it of bisexual, perversion, all that stuff. So that this woman was in my prayer group and I was dealing with sexual sins. So I was going to do some deliverance afterwards. Well, she left the room and came back after everybody left and she was in a real struggle. Well, I had no idea what the struggle was, but I encouraged her because I could tell that Satan was really tormenting her with it. So I said, just bust his power and say it. And she said, I am sexually attracted to you. And I mean, my flesh woman was aghast. (laughs) What? But I couldn't react to that. My spirit woman just stood up and started binding that spirit and commanded it to leave her. And another lady was there and she said, I don't even know how you did not just pass out from that. Well, you know, I've learned over the years not to react. This is the demons. Demons try to throw you off. 
So I just don't even pay attention to it. I just go for the spirit. But when I left there, I said, Lord, what in the world? I mean, there is not a bone in my body that's not totally, you know, I'm not interested in women or anything like that. You are 100% heterosexual. You can say that. Exactly. But that spirit, that familiar spirit of bisexual that was in that book had attached itself to me and was drawing that from her. And that's why these things work together. That's why I say uh, one time this uh, girl had a spirit of whoredom. I cast out the spirit of whoredom, broke all the cell ties. But when she came back, she said, the same kind of men are, are coming on to me, you know, like it's still there. And I realized that those familiar spirits were still there. You know, you get rid of the spirit, but the familiar spirits that have been hanging around her were still there, drawing those kind of men to her. So they work hand in hand. Well, a soul tie will develop between any two people who are open to one another. You can actually get a soul tie from a friend. So the strength of those soul ties, I think, depends how deeply involved with another person's heart you become. So you can become soul tied to your family, your friends, your co-workers, your pastor and the leadership you're under. That unity, you mentioned the male friends, we we stand together in unity. Unity with others is an open expression of a soul tie. And so we have to, Carla, really carefully examine our friends before we have a covenant or relationship, especially people that are dating because people that come into our lives can influence the shaping of our lives and our walk with Jesus, by the way. So I want to read a couple scriptures here. Second Corinthians 6.14, we all know this one. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath life with darkness? People really should get out Second Corinthians all of six and read that after this, because it says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So when we go down a little ways, for example, in Ephesians 5.30, For we are all members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his mother and father, and look at this word, Carla, and be joined unto his wife. When you do a study on that word joined in the Greek, that actually means to be cleaved, to be knit together. So then, of course, in 1 Corinthians, it says, do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body to become one flesh? You mentioned that one as well. And I'm going to say to the people out there right now, if you are in a sexual relationship right now outside of marriage, you absolutely need to stop. I don't care what Satan is deceiving you into thinking it's okay, because I'm going to tell you, your life will become so entangled, you will have no clue the curses that are going to come on you. Now, this is interesting, Carla. One more. Proverbs 520 to 22, for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden 
with the cords of a sin. Well, that means you get entwined. Guess what the word is again when you look it up in the Greek? It's Mm -hmm. knitted together. So I believe that sin is an absolute door open to soul ties, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, you can also be soul tied to enemies. That would be an evil soul tie. You can have soul ties with people that you're fond of, but also with your enemies. If you hate somebody, then you're, you have an evil soul tie, and they just consume your thoughts and your energies. That's an evil soul tie, and those things need to be broken as well. I have had some people say that they feel it when it happens, because when you break the soul ties, with that person, send their soul back to them, call your soul back to yourself. Then I also ask God to heal their minds and restore their souls. Because so many of us, our minds and souls look like Swiss cheese because of the soul ties that we've been involved with, that other people have pieces of us. And that's why we can't be totally whole. Carla, would you agree that we can also get these inordinate spirit connections with animals as well? Absolutely. I mean, l- look yeah. at these people that they start to look exactly like their pet. Is, <laughs> is that any correlation? Right. They take on a familiar familiarity. <laughs> Listen, the inordinate affections in this world, in this day, with people and their animals is unbelievable. The animals are, are almost more important than people. Well, and we got to be careful what we say. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, I wish I was like that person. Or you notice a teenager has posters plastered all over the room of some person they idolize and they just become obsessed. So we got to be careful with that, especially wanting to take on attributes of someone else. Oh, I wish I was just like you. We got to be careful with that, don't we? Yeah, uh, I have one that somebody that I was, I respected very much, and they were going to pray for me, and and I said, they said, what is it that you want? I said, I want everything that you've got. I was meaning in the spiritual sense, of course, you know, but later in years, I found out that they had diabetes, and I, I said, Lord, I repent for having said, I want everything you have. I break the soul tie that was formed whenever they laid hands on me. I don't want their diabetes. But, you know, it can happen that way depending on your words. You know, you can develop a really uh, deep spirit of anger towards somebody that has hurt you. Unforgiveness is a piece of that. You know, if you have a parent and you've harbored a lot of bitterness towards, you can develop soul ties. I think soul ties of parents are very strong with children too, aren't they? Yes. That's one of the things I deal with a lot whenever I'm ministering to somebody that had bad relationships with their parents is to break the evil soul ties with them. One guy, his dad was an alcoholic. He was a mean alcoholic. And the the young man, when he was a boy, you know, he, he swore, I will never be like my dad. Well, Now he's a man, and he was just so broken in asking for prayer because he told me that. And then he said, I am exactly like him. And so the soul tie and the judgment, too. You know, you judge somebody, you become just like them. And so we broke the evil soul ties between him and his dad, the alcoholic, the mean man, all the things of his father that he was demonstrating. 
it really ensnares us and it really hinders us from coming into the fullness of who we are in God. There's so many people that say, you know, I'm born again. I'm Holy Spirit filled. I've had some deliverance. And it's just like, I cannot break free from something is just affecting my life. So I really believe when we hear that, Carla, if there's Mm -hmm. oppression and there's torment, I think it's a soul tie. I think there is a parallel in the spiritual realm to this. And again, think of all the partners that the listeners, I'm sure they can go through their head and go, well, you know, I had a lot of partners before marriage. Well, if you haven't renounced that and broken that off Mm -hmm. and also dealt with the soul tie, you can be hindered by somebody you slept with 30 years ago. You can be affected by that today. Yep. That's the reason that people have such a hard time forgetting their first love. And it is never broken. And so they they almost can never get over that first love. I, I think about the many people that I've heard of that went to a class reunion and reconnected with their first love, divorced their husbands or wives, and got back with that first love person. And people say, oh, that first love, it's such a strong love. No, it's a soul tie. And even the person that you're soul tied with can be somewhere else on the other side of the world thinking about you, and all of a sudden they come to your mind. It's because they're traveling over that soul tie. Unless it's broken, it's still intact. Well, Paul makes it really clear to the Corinthians that Christians' intercourse is more than a biological experience. I mean, it involves a communion of life, really. Every time you have sexual intercourse with someone, you become one flesh. You're united to that person in every way possible. Your spirit, your emotions, every aspect of your being is really entwined with that person. So it's not just a physical act where you just, you know, go sleep with someone and release sexual tension, you become literally joined to that person. And that word there in the Greek, when Paul's talking about that in Corinthians, it means glued to when you're separated from that when the soul ties are broken off. Do you notice Carla, oftentimes, though, people say, Oh, my goodness, I just feel completely like a weight has lifted. That's what I often hear. Yeah, yeah. I feel lighter. Is what I they feel say. lighter, yes. <laughs> but you know, in actuality, sexual intercourse is a blood covenant. There's always blood involved. It may not be enough to show, but there's always blood involved. And now they've even proven it scientifically, like you said earlier, that that DNA of that person stays in you forever. Well, we have to really be careful what we're doing. We have to be careful who we're hanging around. Well, and that's what we're going to do today on this program, Carla, is we're going to deal with this stuff with people because I believe that this is one of the most important shows that you're going to have to share because, again, this is so huge. It's just so bizarre that the one thing I think that is hindering so many people is the one thing that no churches are talking about. And isn't that convenient, Carla? Well, there's so many things the church is not talking about and helping people with, but I'm just thankful for your show that brings these topics out and people can understand what's going on in order to deal with it and and be alleviated from it. Carla, what are some other scenarios in which people can form soul ties? Some other scenarios that you may have 
been involved with is like drug users, people who use drugs together. There can be soul ties uh, formed there. And then, of course, also the familiar spirits are there. So you may get off drugs, but get back with that person at another time, and those soul ties will bring you right back into drug use again. The same with people that have been molested. You can have soul ties with the person who molested you, or if you've been raped, you can have soul ties. Well, there's definitely, there is, are soul ties with all of these. Homosexual relationships, adulterers, people that you do crimes with, that, you know, if you ran around with people, you can form soul ties with them in that way. You mentioned the camaraderie. If you've been, I have had to deal with soul ties with people in the military, in police forces, firemen, lodges, you know, because you swear. And uh, also, I wanted to give you that definition a while ago. I ran across it is when you take an oath, it means to seven oneself. It means making a declaration. Anytime you make an oath, you can have a soul tie with the person or the organization that you make an oath to. You know, when you take an oath, it's like swearing. I declare or affirm solemnly by invoking a deity or a sacred person or thing. That's what it is to swear. It means to utter or bind oneself to an oath. So all of these organizations that you've ever belonged to, that you had to take an oath or to swear to something, you bound yourself to them and can take on their personalities. Uh, you know, the violence that is involved in military, they go through these ceremonies, and that has caused a lot of problems for some people that have come out of the military. So it's important to break those soul ties and break the oaths and the covenants that were made because that's how they tied themselves to that. Well, so think about that, folks. Through soul ties, you can carry the familiar spirits, the addictions, the characteristics, the ideas, the habits, the opinions, the emotions, even the sicknesses. So, I mean, that's a really comprehensive thing because, Carla, many people are looking to the world to find solutions to their problems. They can find it through drugs. I mean, of course, we get into the pharmacia. They get into witchcraft and sorcery. I really believe that's true. And they go to a psychiatrist when the answer could really lie in a soul tie. And there's many occasions when I've seen people instantly healed of pain when soul ties are broken, Carla. And that's been especially true when a person does repent of the sin, forgive those who hurt them, because the soul and the spirit, it's not like you have to release the person's soul and spirit back to them too, don't you? Yes. That's what the breaking the soul tie is, is breaking the soul tie, sending their soul and spirit back to them calling your soul and spirit back to yourself. And I always say cleanse and sanctified because your soul and spirit might be in a defiled body. So when you call your soul and spirit back to yourself, and this is all done in the spirit realm, you can't see it. Some people do experience a certain feeling when that happens, especially with clarity of mind. When they call these things back to themselves, um, they just are more mentally healthy. Well, I remember that there was a young man I was dealing with, and he just could not get over a relationship. He just could not get over this, you know, girl broke up with him, and he had formed a soul tie with her, but he was just 
he said, I can't get over her. Like, there's nothing anyone can say or do. I cannot get over this girl. And he said, I should be able to just do it. But so I really believe that when you're knitted or joined together, and again, a soul tie can't be seen with physical eyes. But if you could see as God sees, you would see people linked and tied together in the spiritual realm. And it's really important because once I broke that soul tie off him, he said, you know what, I I haven't even thought of her once so right. that's a crazy. That's crazy, isn't it? it? It's, a, it's a miracle. It really is something that happens miraculously in the spirit realm. You know, the spirit realm is even more real than the physical realm that we live in. Yes, people could understand that. It's so real, and I, I just thought about you know people who lose someone. They've died but they're still soul tied to that person and that grief. And it can even bring a spirit of death to that person. That's why sometimes somebody will die. And shortly after that, the other one dies. And and it's also very healing too, like uh, with the abortion spirit that we talked about before to break the soul tie with the baby, because sometimes women just can't get over the loss of that, but it's because they're still, the, their souls are tied to that baby. And so, I do a lot of breaking cell ties there as well. Right. Well, I think people also have to have a lot of discernment in the type of activities they're involved in, even in their church. Because look at all the weird, bizarre, cult-like things going on in the churches now. I mean, they're doing these circle prayers and going through the fire. And again, that grave sucking where you pick up someone's mantle. I mean, this is all demonic impartation, I believe. Yes, definitely. You don't see you don't see us being told that in the word anywhere to do stuff like that. In fact, we're supposed to, you know, not touch the dead. We sure don't want to be sucking the spirit out of their grave. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, anyone who touches a corpse, the body of a man who's died and does not purify himself, the Bible says he defiles the tabernacle of the Lord and that person shall be cut off. Remember what it says there? And, you know, when you tattoo your body, I mean, I did a whole show on this once. And I'll tell you, I was relegated to the depths of the dam that of people that had (laughs) tattoos. They were really mad. I'm not saying that if you had a tattoo, and you were an unbeliever, and you got saved. Okay, you know what, that's different. I I would personally want to go get that removed. But through cutting or tattooing the body, that's a blood sacrifice, it says in Leviticus. If you're a Christian and you're even thinking of getting a tattoo, don't even go there because this is really huge, isn't it, Carla? It is. It, it is a blood sacrifice, and you also get a soul tie with that person. When they break your skin, it's a covenant. You make a covenant with that person. And, and people are doing these things, and they don't even think about it. They don't even know what's happening in the spirit realm that they are becoming soul-tied to that person. They can even start acting like them or having their thoughts. I mean, it's so, hopefully, anyone who's listening out there that has had these experiences of having thoughts that don't belong to them or they start behaving a certain way, you need to start examining your your friendships or your, your associations that would form a soul tie for that to become a bridge to you. Well, let's kind of recap, and then I'll get you to do a prayer. We're going to take care of these soul ties on people. So again, obviously, when you have intercourse, touching dead, 
you know, touching a corpse, grieving that's unnatural, making vows, making covenants, joining yourself with unbelievers. That's look at Second Corinthians 6.14, inordinate affection for people and animals. So if you're making idols out of movie stars, parents, mates, animals, whatever, they become like your idols. And Psalm 135 and Psalm 106 talk about that evil companion. So again, that's anything that encompasses all of that. And I suppose that would encompass medical, even people that go in the hospital have operations. I think about abortions. That's a big one because of the people that are involved in it, isn't it? Absolutely. And people that are in the hospitals can be soul tied to death. If somebody laid in that bed and they died, that spirit of death can be there. And so that it can transfer to the people. And you know what? And I understand back, if if, you, if I was hearing this 20 years ago, I would have said, those people are crazy. But knowing what I know today, this is very real. It is very real. And again, as you said, if we could see into the spiritual realm, Oh, would we have a change of heart? Okay, so let's quickly go through this list. So judging others, that unforgiveness and bitterness, holding on to unforgiveness towards someone, you know, you receive their image instead of God's image. Really, Romans 8.29 tells us that. So through association, where there's a compromise, selling drugs, alcohol, tobacco, being in criminal activity with someone, receiving drugs, look at 1 Corinthians 6 talks about that as well through defilement, associating with gossip, keeping company with an angry person, as we said in the beginning of the show, controlling others, evil companions, being a malicious witness. I think that's a big one. Exodus 23, 1, giving blood or receiving blood is huge. Acts 15, 29, making idols, exchanging the truth of God for a lie and worshiping the creature. It says there in Romans 1, 23, making pledges, any kind of vows, again, you say the sorority and fraternities, you know, they often have these handshakes and mm-hmm. secret codes and pledges. I mean, of course, we know about Freemasonry. That's a whole other show. But if you've had anybody in, as a Freemason in your family, too, that is a just a massive soul tie. I can't, I mean, that's a whole show in itself. But the things your family is involved in down through your generational bloodline, that's huge if they're Freemasons or witches or warlocks or whatever kind of behavior is down through that bloodline, you would have those familiar spirits, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And and the danger is you can form soul ties with those people and then you can take on their familiar spirits. And the scripture that I quoted, be not deceived, bad morals, corrupt, good morals. Well, and on a final note, let's just say, I mean, there are also good and godly soul ties. Godly soul ties are based upon God's righteous law of love. And some examples are when like-minded believers, spirit-filled believers are joined in the Lord. Of course, marriage partners, parents and children, believers to pastors, pastors to believers. God approves of those kind of soul ties, doesn't he? I usually say to people when they always say, well, you always just talk about the bad stuff. I said, well, the good ones are not causing you any problems. <laughs> Those true. are not, I mean, I am concerned with what is causing you problems. Yes, there are good soul ties, but those we don't need to deal with. We, we're not going to change those or uh, get rid of those. We want to hang on to the good, but we do want to get rid of the bad ones and the effects that they're having on your life. Again, God approves of good soul ties, but those are not the ones causing you problems. Those are the ones representing the joining of people together through 
that agape love. And in Colossians 2, 2, it describes this kind of godly soul tie where it says that their hearts may be encouraged having been knit together in love. I mean, that's wonderful. But again, Carla's so right. Obviously, problems are caused by these ungodly soul ties, and that's what we want to deal with today. So, Carla, before I get you to pray for the people, I want to talk to people about what they need to do first. So step one to breaking soul ties is repenting of any sins that you're involved with. So, And that includes any sins involving another person. So if you've had adultery, fornication, it's vital you repent to those sins and receive God's forgiveness before you can go about breaking a soul tie. So I'm going to help lead you into a prayer. Uh, you're going to have to forgive the person of any wrongs doing done. So if you have any unforgiveness in your heart against a person, you've got to choose to release that bitterness and forgive the person. The Bible's clear that bitterness defiles a man. So another step is renouncing any covenants made with that person. So if you have made any spoken commitments, pledges, vows, or simply saying, I'll love you forever. It has ample power in the spiritual realm to bind the soul to that person, forming a soul tie. The tongue's quite capable of binding the soul and can really be instrumental in creating that soul tie. Proverbs 6, 2 says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. So that spoken covenant needs to be renounced in order to break the soul tie. Because whenever you renounce something, you basically take them back verbally. So that's really important. And then getting rid of any exchanged gifts with these people. Gifts symbolize a relationship and can hold a soul tie in place. If you have a ring, jewelry, cards, any relationship gifts or things from a previous relationship, it's a good time to get rid of those things because the gifts symbolize that the relationship's still in good standing and that can hold the soul tie even after it's been renounced. So that's really important in that symbolic representation and then renouncing and breaking the soul ties in Jesus' name. So verbally renouncing something, it carries a lot of weight, folks, in the spiritual realm just as vows and pledges can bind the soul renouncing can release the soul from bond. So Jesus said that whatsoever you shall loose will be loosed in heaven, and you can renounce and loose yourself from an ungodly soul tie by simply speaking a renunciation. So I want you to repeat after me. I now renounce and loose myself from any ungodly soul ties formed between myself and fill in the blank there. I break these ungodly soul ties in Jesus name. So just go through your head of any person. So repeat after me, I renounce unholy alliances, perverse relationships, soul ties formed through sex outside of marriage, soul ties through adultery, fornication, shattered bonds of unity and marriage, passions aroused by demonic soul ties, that's lust of the eyes and heart, Romans one twenty six. Soul ties of the mind, emotion, and will. Soul ties that are causing you to be deceived and misled. Soul ties that entangled you through witchcraft, any kind of dealings with the occult. Soul ties with your parents, that's mother, daughter, father, son. Men that are mummies, boys, that's a soul tie. So you'd want to cut the apron strings. Mother, son, father, daughter, I cut all strings. So just say that now, I cut all strings in Jesus' name. Soul ties that you've had by idolizing the person, soul ties with dead family members, and you believe they can encourage and talk to you. 
renounce and dissolve all contacts with demonic spirits, renounce stress from extended grief, emptiness, spirit of sorrow, loneliness, guilt, grief, all of that. Acquiring familiar spirits from dad, mom, or relatives through the bloodline, soul ties with babies, that's miscarried, stillborn, abortions, soul ties with the spirit of rejection, soul ties that prevent you from accepting and receiving love, renouncing ties that bind our hearts to demonic spirits, that's spirit of antichrist, false prophet, the beast, fellowship with demons, dark angels, warlocks, witches, demon principalities, doorkeeper demons, spirit guides, spiritual channeling, fleshly soul ties in all relationships. So ungodly friendships, drug dealers, drinking buddies, sexual partners, blood covenants, blood sisters, blood brothers. Now anything the Holy Spirit showing you and you're thinking of now renounce that soul ties that cleave to one another soul ties being bitter, miserable, vexed, negative, imprisoning you to be bound up with evil, all ruling spirits, blocking spirits, doubt, unbelief, soul ties to violence, rage, murder, hostility, soul ties of religious spirits, spirits of Jezebel, spirits of Ahab, unclean spirits, unclean restraining spirits, all demons assigned to you, unclean demonic hosts surrounding you or on your property in your house, unclean spirits that came through superstitions, all labels of curses of I'm crazy, any word curses spoken over you, self-hatred, rejection, renounce wrong actions to people who have been harsh, prideful, mean or nasty, bitter to you, bitterness that you allowed, comparing yourself to others, competition with others, lifting yourself higher than others, that's pride, arrogance, deceit, lying, deceiving, and any other soul ties, just say, I renounce all soul ties of adultery, incest, idolatry, occultism, sodomy, renounce it all right now. I renounce that right now. Anything that you can think of right now, renounce it. Okay, Carla, now I'm going to get you to finish it up. Please pray. Well, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just bind any spirit that would block or hinder to keep your people from receiving freedom from these things that are plaguing their lives. I just lift them up to you right now. Father, depending on how the soul tie was formed, uh, this is the, the process that I want to share with them that they might pray for themselves, knowing what kind of soul ties they have formed over their lifelong. I just speak to those who have evil soul ties in their lives right now, and I bind and break the power of that soul tie. I send back that person's soul and spirit to them. I call back the soul and spirit of the person back to themselves. And Father, I ask you to heal their mind in every way that it's been affected by this soul tie and restore their soul that they might be whole, that their minds might be clear and operate the way that it should. I just release the mind of Christ right now. I activate the mind of Christ where their minds have been plagued with confusion and inabilities to make good decisions. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I just command all confusion to go, all mental illness go, all insanity. I command you to leave them in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, I just I bless them to go forward. I cover them with the blood of Jesus. 
I give leave to every familiar spirit that attached themselves to them through these soul ties. In the name of Jesus, I give them leave right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Carla. Thank you so much, Carla, for that, because it's so important. And especially because the church is not dealing with this and the church is not addressing it. I really appreciate your time in not only sharing this information, but praying over the people, because again, this is not being addressed in the church. So I just want to thank you for that, Carla. Carla, thank you so much for coming on the program tonight. And do come back and see us soon. I will. Thank you, Sheila. It was good to be with you. Folks, that was Miss Carla Butad, Minister from Texas. Her information is linked there today on the October 23rd bio. Please do shoot her an email and let her know you heard her on the program today. It's always such a blessing to have Carla come on and do these powerful teachings. Don't forget, get out to Live Oak, Florida, November 13th, 14th, and 15th for the Augusto Perez Appearance Ministries event. That is going to be so powerful. I've got a link there on the right-hand side towards the bottom on my website. So do make arrangements to get out there, and I'll be there. So I'm looking forward to meeting you. And if you want to bring your book, I'll sign a copy of it. And if you have not got a copy of Green Gospel, folks, it's such an important book. It has such important information in it. So please do get yourself a copy and get a copy for other people. Again, the greatest deception of our era and people are just not aware of what is going on. So please do get a copy of Green Gospel by going to greengospel.ca. We have a fantastic program lined up for next week. We have Dr. Michael Lake, Michael Hoggard, Minister Peter Torres, it is going to be a fantastic week. Don't miss it. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast. Have a blessed weekend. See you next week. Good night and God bless.